New Year, New Skin. So if your New Year's resolution is to hydrate, nourish your hair, face, and body, then you guys have to check out Kopari. You know about Kopari already. You've heard me talk about it on the podcast and the Skinny Confidential. And basically, it's 100% organic coconut oil. It's amazing. It's the ultimate skin moisturizer, hair conditioner, and you can even put it under your under eyes. I like to do that after I rock my under eye pads. It's a multitasker and it's great for all skin types. Doesn't matter if you're oily, whatever, throw it on. It is a game changer. My favorite is definitely Kopari's organic coconut melt. It kind of has like a beachy smell. So it's really ideal for the winter blues. Have your most beautiful year yet with Kopari. Go to koparibeauty.com slash skinny to get 20% off your order. That's Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash skinny for 20% off. The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Aha. New mics. New mics. Sit across the table from each other. Taylor Smith is way on. Other than, it honestly feels like I've got a dick in my hand. Is that too okay. aggressive out of the gate? That's no, not going there. No, sorry. Well, let's go with the delicious ice cream cone. Okay, uh, You're really just going right into it right out the, the gate. Can we get into the show? Yeah, can we, can we get three seconds in before you start talking yeah, about Craving everyone out. Yep. We'll edit in just five. Well, I guess so. if you guys have kids in the car, turn it down. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We are back with the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. We got Michael Bostick. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. The Bare Naked Cucumber. Hey, hey, hey. Creepy cucumber. <laughs> Mr. Piss Pants himself. Mr. Creep. I know. I, I hope I actually don't have to keep doing that to keep up with that name. No, I guess it's you piss yourself once and you're always piss pants. No, let's hope you don't keep doing that to keep up with the name. Let's put it this way. If you piss your pants in any other circumstance that I'm in, I will literally cut you. No, no, that'll, that'll never happen again. Okay. I don't, I'm, it'll never happen again in my entire life. Thank, thank God. That's a good thing. All right. So I am the creator of the Skinny Confidential blog and brand. Yes. Yes. You are. What are you? Well, I'm just trying to keep up with you there, big guy. Um, you know, it's hard out here for a newly married man in 2017. Oh my God. He wears his wedding ring so tight. No, it seemed tighter. I got a new wedding ring. It's not so tight. Is yes. that the official one? No. Uh, it's one of them. It's official-ish. I am, I am Michael Bostick, serial entrepreneur and internet badass. Chihuahua whisperer. I was going to literally just about to say that. Chihuahua whisperer. All right. He actually has a chihuahua sitting on his lap right now. Yes, he They does. just nominated me for best podcaster of the year. All right, Michael, I'm going to go projectile in the bathroom. All right, you guys, thank you for subscribing, listening, and rating our podcast. The Snapchat giveaway that we did was insane. You guys wrote the nicest comments. Taylor got a couple. Uh, we really appreciated all the feedback on each of the podcasts. Please continue to rate and subscribe and review. Drop us a line. Give us five stars. Let your friends know. Um, we want to continue to grow the community. I had a couple of questions the other day coming in my snap. Um, and one of them was there was somebody traveling internationally. And for some reason, they couldn't listen to the podcast on the app. I don't I don't know why. But I just want to point out to everybody that you can always listen to the podcast on the skinnyconfidential.com. There's a play bar at the top. There's a play bar on the side. It works both mobile, desktop, Android, iPhone. Whatever. Whatever. So... Even if you don't have the iTunes app, it's always on the website. 
All right. So on that note, 2017 is apparently the year of the catfish. And some big ones. A big, huge catfish. We caught a huge catfish today. This is almost better than the show. Or not the show, the documentary. I think it trumps it, to be honest. Who watched that show? Did you actually watch it? No, but I've seen the original documentary that it came from. This girl probably did. You T-vote it. I saw it. (laughs) So we got to go and we got to give some context here. I legitimately, for the first time in my life, was kind of creeped out and uh, shooken up, shaking up. Sorry, I'm all off the, the rails today. But... You know, probably because I got catfish and I'm a little nervous. Um, okay, Lauren Michael, sh- we both got catfished. Yeah, but I really got catfished. Lauren showed me an account today on Instagram. Well, wait, and, back uh, up. First of all, I need to shout out someone. So on the Ask Me section of the Skinny Confidential, a reader wrote, I believe Michael is cheating on you. He's on a page with this girl. There's all these pictures of them together. They're hugging and they're kissing. So immediately I pulled out my monocle and went into investigationmode.com. And went over and investigated this Instagram girl. And I was just as surprised as you were. Maybe more so. No, they, you forget. They started out normal. It just was a picture of a girl with ripped pictures of Michael. So let, let me, let me, let's, because, you know, this is obviously an audio experience. So I want to give everybody some context here. So there's an Instagram account or was, I think it was taken down today for some reason, which is highly suspicious, maybe for the better. But the account was called Steffi Blue Eyes, and that's S-T-E-P-H-E-E-B-L-U-E-E-Y-E-S. So if, you, if you're on your Instagram, we can pull it up, check it out. I don't know if I got blocked or we got blocked. or if Yeah, it's we might have got blocked. But no, I think she pulled it. Luckily, I, I had the it. old BNC over here pull pictures and... Screenshots. screenshots. I literally downloaded everything. She was quick, but I was quicker. The BNC, by the way, is like that's Doogie That's what every Hauser. girl says about you, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've, they've said that too. The BNC is like Doogie Howser, you guys. Um, he downloaded everything in like five seconds. He was creeping around. He screenshotted. He saved. It's on his desktop. He got the lowdown. So we're going to put it on the podcast recap this week on the skinnyconfidential.com so you guys can see if the account's not back. If you can see what I was dealing with here, what we were dealing with in this catfish situation. Can you like explain it though? Like explain so, the photos. I mean, I don't want to throw one, anyone under the bus. But you do. Um, but I thought this deserved some kind of comment or response because it was, it was really, really out there. Apparently, this is an account with someone, and I don't know who this person is. I've never seen him before in my life. I don't even know if it's a real person. Maybe it's a picture of someone else that's catfishing someone else. Um, I'm going to call it a her, but it just as well could be a him. And so there's about a million pictures and videos of me creepily, and she's pulled them from Lauren's Snapchat. And I'm going to keep referring to it as her Lauren Snapchat, my Snapchat, Instagram videos, some videos that I don't even, I think she went to my mom's house and got them out of the old photo album. I haven't even seen some of these pictures and she's Photoshopped herself into these pictures. Literally in some pictures, she's taken your face, Lauren out of them and put her face over yours. Like literally like, okay, so let's like imagine face this. off. Yes. Remember Nicholas cage and total John Travolta face off. It's like total Nicholas cage moment. So basically my face is cut out. It's still my hair. It's still my outfits, but it's her face and it almost looks real so much so that Taylor was actually wanting to hit on the catfisher. Yeah. I was curious who she was because she's pretty. She's like a, a pretty girl. That's what makes me think it's fake. It's a, I think it's a double blind. I think she said, listen, I'm going to cover both my bases. I'm going to have a fake person pretend to be a fake girlfriend. Now, it wouldn't bother me too much, but there's so much interaction on her photos. Like, cute couple. Can't wait till you guys get married. Oh, wish I was there. 
Oh, such a cute relationship. I remember when you guys first started dating. She has pictures of me with my family on Christmas saying I really miss the fam or love the fam. I mean, this is this is next level. She's at my bachelorette party. It's me with her face. I'm going to have Taylor save some of the comments. I'm going to have him read some of the comments because they are really out there. And I'll give context of what the comments on. So here we go. Give us a second here. Here's one that said, okay, Thanksgiving 2016. Here's one from, I think this is from the wedding. And it said, it's a, it's a view of looking at Michael and it says brunching with one of my favorite photographers and friends, Brian, we were giving Jake lessons on life. So Uh, your name's Jake. There's one where he, where he or she, is a pic, It's a video of Mimi, Lauren's sister, and she's and she wrote, "Miss you, Ash, love you, Ash." Like calling Mimi Ashley. There's pictures. There's videos. I think there's our engagement photo pictures, and she photoshopped Lauren's face off of it and put hers. So this is like this is getting really out there. Here's one of you laying on the bed, and you. It looks like you're reading your phone, and it says he's not taking it very well that he did all the setup. Thank you, babe. In parentheses. And now he has to leave before my manservant arrives. Oh, okay. So it looks like this is before your bachelorette party. Okay. So we got the bachelorette party in there. And here's another one of literally it's, you know what? I think, no, this is really you, your this is body. This some swim fan shit. It's your face cropped off and it says hashtag besties with a heart. Ooh, you know what? The, the mystery just got a little deeper. I see she tagged someone at R-H-I-A-D-M-S. And supposedly that is the photographer. It says, let's see who that is. Okay, so Taylor's doing some investigating over here. So basically the point of this is to be like, you don't know who you're talking to on the internet. You like you need to investigate if you're talking to some random guy that says that he's someone who knows who you're talking to. There is some creepy ass shit. So much so that I feel like I'm going to do a blog post on this getting confidential about getting catfished. Because I've had readers reach out saying that you're cheating on me. But- if I saw this page, I would think that I was in a relationship with this person. I'm on this page more than I'm on your page. Yeah. It's a shrine to you with, with my hair and my outfits. You know, part oh of my me, God. She has the photo of you with the alligator from Florida. It says sent him to Florida for work. Part of me appreciates the, the commitment. Know, the commitment. Yeah. I I'm, love kinda, it. I'm actually kind of flattered. There's a picture of me using the bat filter on Snapchat. Wow. The bat filter. The photos have to be seen to believe. So when she puts them up there, I think everything. Should I put them on the blog? You guys let me know. Tweet me. Well, it's going on the blog. It has to go. Okay. Just the creepiest thing though of the entire day was after I got catfished with Michael. Taylor was then hitting on the girl or trying to figure out who the girl was that was implemented on my hair and body. Well, you in order. Okay. If once you see her, there's going to be a lot of girls that go, okay, listen, if she is a creeper, then yeah, she's ugly. She's gross. It's disgusting. But if she's not, not, no, I mean, what do you mean? She's literally trying to become you. She's like, wants to climb inside your body and become Lauren Everts. But if she's not her, I'm just curious, or if she's an actual person and she's not a stalker, I'm curious who she is because she's attractive. Hey. So, hey, if you're listening out there, Steffi blue eyes, and you're actually who you say you are with the same face, Taylor, the bare naked cucumber. Remember, I've said I've never had a stalker or any weird instances of girls. I so wonder why. I, I would. I mean, Jesus Christ, this seems That's like this shocking. Would be, I he's, would. He's secretly really pissed off that this happened to me and not to him. Taylor's on the Instagram account. I. Oh you yeah, I am. You're, you're right. The the compliment that I paid you on the second day you of the wedding. You got some of my runoff stalkerism. Yeah, I know. I'm on there, so technically, I, she. Mm, I don't so know. So Taylor, you've never been catfished yourself. Mm, I've actually have been catfished. I actually spoke about this on the actually adultish podcast and I went on, it was one of the Bumble dates I went on and the, I took her out to lunch very politely 
and then I said I had to go on my way. But realistically, I, I pulled up to the house where she said to pick her up. And I remember sitting in the car, and there's this very, very robust woman walking towards Let's the not car. Describe girls as robust. I feel like that's like that's if you want to get like. I can't believe you're still single. <laughs> no, okay, Shocking. you got to realize I was. I was. She lied. She said, "Oh yeah, she had all these photos that must have been about five, six years old." So I thought to myself, "Should I just?" hit the car and again i'm gonna and jump in here and not let you dig a hole for yourself like you do every single episode um <laughs> did you piss yourself no <laughs> no I we're still not. good okay the, the, his pants are still dry i did the respectful thing though i took her out and then that's it okay so i feel like we all have a thousand photos on our phones and none of them are in frames so i did not want to do that with our wedding photos i did not just want them on the computer and my phone i wanted to get them off my contraptions and put them on a wall. So I found a wall in my house. It's this big blank wall and I'm going to do like a wedding gallery. I love Framebridge because it's easy to use. It's quick. It's efficient. It's affordable. There's lots of quality options and your happiness is guaranteed. So that's why I'm going to use them for the gallery wall. It's so easy. You just go to framebridge.com. You choose your frame. The designers will help you choose. You upload your photo from the computer, or you can even do it directly from Instagram, which is so ideal. And then you preview your photo online. Super easy, super quick. So instead of the hundreds of dollars that you'd be spending at the framing store, you just go on Framebridge and they're like $39 and all the shipping is free. Okay, so you guys... TSC listeners will get 15% off your first order at framebridge.com when you use our code SKINNY. Get started today. Frame your own photos, art, or Instagram pics. Go to framebridge.com, use promo code SKINNY, and you'll save an additional 15% off your first order. That's framebridge.com, promo code SKINNY. And stay tuned because a post will be up on how I use my Framebridge photos. Here we are. I'm catfished. I have a whole nother life that I didn't know about with somebody that may or may not be a girl, might be a man, might be in Maybe his Maybe they're basement. trying to get followers. But here's the, here's the weird thing. Why wouldn't they just use my face if they were like, why, why do they have to like actually Ron, Photoshop? There's pictures of me dancing with my grandmother on Christmas saying, I love it when he dances with his grandmother. All right. Well, so just try to keep away from the catfishing, you guys. If you're talking to someone on the internet, like get the 411 on them. Make sure you know who you're talking to. Have you ever encountered any other weird instances, Lauren? I feel like you would be the person who's probably encountered a lot of, I mean, maybe not to this extreme, but other people that are crazy or done crazy things to you. I mean, people have made fake profiles, but it's that's kind of where it stops. This is probably the most catfished I've ever seen. Um I don't really give it energy. I'm not like looking around the internet. I I don't feel like there's like much of it. In the MySpace days, I would say it was actually like really, really gnarly. MySpace. Remember MySpace? Tila Tequila. What else? Boy, do I ever. I no, think Tila, kidding, I Tila, Tila Tequila you. did a like Indiegogo fund me thing to try to just, she says she's that bad where she just needs money. Okay, well, you should donate to that. No way. I'm so I'm going to speed this along because I'm getting bored in this <laughs> conversation. Um, so we're going to do something different because we have a lot of guests coming up in the next few weeks, probably the next at least 10 episodes. And we're going to be interviewing, doing interview style with them. So quickly, you know, we've, we've provided a lot of content and a lot of context and answered a lot of um, reader questions or in this case, listener questions for the last... 45 weeks it's crazy it's episode 45 and we're going to do something a little different i kind of condensed a bunch of little questions this week um 
into some rapid fire questions that I'm going to have Taylor ask Lauren and I. We'll get into that right after the break. Hey, it's Layla from Layla Ali Lifestyle on Podcast One. Now as an undefeated boxing champion turned fitness and wellness expert, I'm going to be bringing you the information that you want to hear. Be a champion in every area of your life. You can download new episodes of Layla Ali Lifestyle every Thursday at PodcastOne.com or subscribe at iTunes. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. And just like that, we're back. We're all sipping some peppermint tea. And it's completely black outside. I don't know what time it is. And we're going to get into some rapid fire questions. Taylor, take it away. Perfect. All right, let's see what we have here. Question one, is motivation really just a bunch of BS? I mean, that depends on the way you look at it. I feel like that's all in the eye of the beholder. I don't look at motivation as BS. I think motivation is really important. I motivate myself every morning. I think the problem is when people are looking for other people to motivate them. I think you have to motivate yourself. And a big part of that is discipline and waking up and having the right narrative with yourself. Well, to answer that and to like elaborate on what she's saying and kind of chime in, um, I think motivation is BS if you don't have a reason to be motivated. And a lot of people just think that they need to be motivated by what society tells them, what's the society norms. But maybe, you know, maybe your thing is you like to get up every day and play video games all day long. Okay. If that motivates you, do that. If your motivation is you want to get up and build the biggest business in the world, do that. The problem is people don't really, they're not honest with themselves about really drives them and really motivates them. And so they, they get in this rut where they try to be motivated, but they can't be because they're chasing something that they don't really want. So you have to be honest with yourself and say, this is really what I'm going after. This is what really motivates me. And this is what I want. And then you won't have a problem being motivated. What motivates you? Chihuahuas and my wife. Oh, great answer. No, no, really like what it comes down to for me is I want to build something um, with you. I want to build a a life for my family. Um, I want to build stability for those people around me, Taylor, even Taylor's included in that. And it, it drives me to help the people around me, even to help people listening on this podcast. Like that's, that drives me. I don't, I don't really need a big house or cars or fancy things like that. And then also I think a, a subcategory of that is I like to travel and learn new things. So, you know, if I could travel and provide a good life for those around me, like that's all the motivation I need. My community motivates me. Like, I love to wake up and connect with you guys and engage with you, which is why I'm so active on all platforms. I'm always making sure to answer everyone's questions. That's where I feel motivated. If I'm having a bad day, I look to my community. You definitely motivate me, too, to get my ass out of bed when I don't want to and I'm grumpy. Um, So, yeah, I think that also a big part, though, like I said, of motivation is you motivating yourself. And if you're doing the right thing and, and doing what you love in life, it's not too hard agree well answered thanks taylor okay second one this one if you guys lie about i know the truth question two do you and michael ever get sick of each other and what do you do yes rude was that too quick to answer that yeah too rapid fire Rude. too rapid fire no i think if you're in close proximity to anyone that you you're going to have moments where you get tired or sick of them. And it's not like, Oh, I can't stand this person. If you are getting in that place where you can't stand someone, then you got to reexamine why you're with that person in the first place, or maybe reexamine the reasons of, of what's like causing that um, feeling to, to exist. But for me, like if I get, if I ever need some space alone, I'll go, I'll read, I'll go work out. I'll go out with friends. I think it's healthy in a relationship to get outside of the relationship and, and have relationships outside of the person you're with. I think it's can be really unhealthy when you're in a relationship. And we all know this couple 
that sinks totally into themselves and stops having a social life and stops interacting with friends and, and family and just does nothing else but interact in that relationship. So for me, it's really easy. I go and, and I think Lauren and I are both really accommodating with this. I go off and do my own thing. I read, I go to the gym, I go hang out with friends, I go to work. I, I do things outside of Lauren. I have a life outside of Lauren. And then I, I come back to Lauren. Yes, you do. You always come back, don't you? Um, anyone that says that they don't get sick of each other in a relationship, what a yawn. What a yawn. I would be so bored going on a roller coaster just straight. I, I need ups. I need downs. Um, that's just the type of person I am. I'm very intense. So yes, I get sick of Michael. And what I do, and I swear to God, this is what I do, is I go to a restaurant and bring my computer and sit alone and eat alone. And that sounds weird, but that's like a way for me to distress. I also will go to yoga or work out. I find that like that like kind of reevaluates the situation and I come back not as being as sick of you as I was. And then you cry when you're not with me. No, I don't cry. You can't live. I don't cry. I'm not a crier. And you long for me. No, when I get sick of him, I, I tell him I'm not entertaining that. You go over here. I'll go over here and I go and do my own thing. I think the worst thing you can do in a relationship is be really sick of your significant other and then stay in the situation. Meaning like you stay in, like say you're like both at home and you just stay there. Like I would get out. I would I would go take a walk. I would get outside of the, the situation. I think it makes everything better. Um, just sitting there sometimes trying to figure it out doesn't always work. That's environment. So your guys' environment is what... Do you think we that. get sick of each other? No, not... Not, to be honest, you guys are so actively apart, but actively together. I, I think that it's really rare that I ever see you guys argue or fight. So that's, I was hoping for the answers that you guys gave is because you guys, everybody fights and it's very small from what I, I'm exposed to is most of the time you guys are really, uh, you don't see us page. behind those closed doors yeah, when I have to get rough no, and we tumble. Also, we've no, talked about this in the podcast, wrinkled, not dead. We are really really big believers in recovery like getting over things very quickly we don't like hold grudges i mean what's the use in that i don't like to waste my energy where i don't need to waste it this next question will be interesting because you guys do a lot of traveling so you guys have actually experienced a lot of different places so let's see if you had to live somewhere other than san diego full-time where would it be don't answer i want to see it look at me where do you think where do i think you would live yeah san tropez no. no, that's too. That's too relaxing. That's too quiet for you. I can't believe you're not saying the same thing as me. New York. Well, yeah, I would. Well, I know that I want to live in New York, but I don't think you could do it. You last time you were there, you said it was too much. It was too fast. No, it was a little fast last time I was there. But in my defense, it was really cold, and when it's really cold there, I get really swollen. Yeah, but this question's full time. Like this is where you live. Okay. Full-time. Well, you could travel. I would if I had to live somewhere other than San Diego. I would 100 percent be New York or Paris. Period. Okay. For me, it's New York. I would, I feel like honestly, in a lot of ways that I would, I think if I lived over there in terms of my business, I may be far, I would, might be farther ahead than I am now, but in terms of my, you know, maybe my social life and my happiness and my family life, maybe that would be a little bit behind. So that's a trade-off, right? Like there always is a trade-off. Yeah. But I think New York for me, I love the fast paced energy. I love Mr. Copycat. Yeah. Lauren, it's going to rain like one time and, and get like below 30 degrees and, and you're going to be out of there faster than... I don't like to swell up. That weather makes me swell up. Okay, so you're, you're going with New York? I'm going with New York if I have to live somewhere other than San Diego. Absolutely. I have to start looking for places. I thought... I, I didn't think you'd ever go there. Yeah, I would. All right, next question, Tay. Okay, the next question. 
This is a good one. I think Lauren will be able to answer this one. I don't know about Michael. What is your number one tip for staying in shape? Consistency. That's such a boring answer, but it's true. Just do a little something every day. I sweat once a day. I watch what I eat. Then I have a cheat day. Like it's just about being consistent for me. That's what's worked. Um, I'm not always in the best shape. I go up and down. Um, Right now I'm getting back into my routine of working out, doing the bombshell body guide. I am not about perfection. I hate the word balance, but I mean, I don't want to be perfect all the time when it comes to weight and what I eat. I definitely give myself cheat days and I'm kind of relaxed about it. But on the days I'm more strict, I'm stricter. So it's just about being consistent and doing everything you can every single day. And again, chipping away at it. Mine is moderation. And I would say this kind of goes a little bit with consistency. I've consistently in my whole life, I've worked out and been in gyms. I grew up playing sports and then I started boxing and I've always consistently gone to the gym, but I don't think that's the thing that's kept me in shape for all these years. And I don't want to say I'm in great shape, but I'm in, I'm in better shape than Taylor much better. No, I'm in great shape. I could be in in anything. Let me see both of your abs right now. That's all he does is ab workouts. But anyways, getting off track. I'll win that. Yeah. Getting off track. Um, (laughs) Moderation, meaning don't drink alcohol seven nights a week. Don't drink it five nights a week. Go to the gym you know, consistently, but don't overdo it. So you're copying. Don't be a glutton. Don't eat everything that comes on across. I need to note something about you though. And this is actually really interesting. I've observed it the whole time that I've dated you and been married to you. You are not attached to food. So like you could take it or leave it, which is very interesting. Like I've never heard you say, Oh my God, I'm craving dark chocolate or I'm craving pizza. I, like we'll have like full bone cravings. And I don't know if that's because I'm a woman or what it is, but you are just have no attachment to food. That's actually very true. Cause I've never once for the four years I've worked with you ever heard you say, Hey, I'm going to go here. I'm hungry. It's always what's everybody else doing. Okay, whatever. And most of the time when Mimi or someone else brings you food, I always say, what is, what are they bringing you? And you always go, I have no idea. Well, here's the thing. I consistently don't eat very healthy, but I also don't eat very unhealthy because I don't eat that much. You also don't eat a ton. No, no, I don't eat a ton. I, I would say, I feel like you eat to live. No, I eat, I use it as a fuel source. I mean, I I appreciate really good food. I love like, what's your favorite thing. If you had to eat one thing, if I had to eat one type of food the rest of my life, it's Italian food. Okay, but like, what do you crave? The Cornish so, game hen. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke. For he me. likes simple. Um, no, I don't. I, I like very simple foods. I don't like overdoing it. I like very simple ingredients. I like comfort foods, right? So like, I'm always a burger guy. I can always a burger. I like Italian, I like pastas, like pizzas, whatever. Sounds really unhealthy. I'll eat vegetables, but it has to be served with the right dressing. The best pizza is 100% at Floral Farms, by the way, right? Yes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But no, I just think that with everything, you know, like, I'm not attached to to food or alcohol. I'm not, I'm really not attached to. Yeah, to you're not attached to a lot. No, I I, I can't I, get rid of you. I live so my you're life attached in moderation, to me, but right. Like you know. I think I don't go from one extreme to the other. I just kind of balance it out. Where some people I know, looking across from, kind of go to extremes sometimes. Yeah, I'm an extremist. Like if I'm craving something, I'm eating it all the time. Then then I'll like go and I'll be really really strict with what I'm eating. So it just depends. But to tack onto what you were saying about consistency. I consistently have been in the gym on average, I would say for since I was 13 years old, at least if you average it out over like from 13 to now, at least three to four times a week, even if it's only for 30 minutes, you got to go get a sweat in. Good advice. This is question. Number Wait, Taylor. No, 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 no. What's your biggest advice for staying in shape, Mr. My Arnold biggest, Schwarzenegger? Well, I can't say consistency because you guys both already said that. I would say the biggest is, is portion control with your eating. 
that's I think that was that's been my number one. See, I would say not my my secret, but my number one uh, tool used in losing weight is because a lot of portions um, in the United States are are huge. You've got the big gulps, you've got big pizzas, extra large. The portion sizes are fucking huge, and when you're given that much food, it's hard to not eat it. And I think you raise as a kid to always be told finish your plate, eat what you're given because they're starving kids at their places. But a lot of the times, if you kind of cut it in half, eat half now, eat half later, you break it up. So one meal becomes multiple meals. And I think that really is when you intake less, it's easier to lose weight. Is that what you were practicing at our wedding with Michael's dad portion control? Well, that I think I'd starve myself into the point to where I, if I didn't eat those beans off his plate, I think I would have died. What is your number one tip for going to the gym six months in a row? And staying really weak because you've done a really good job at that. No, I'm stronger now than ever. Actually, talking about your dad, just something that's funny. A little, uh, he walks into the office the other day. This just shows how angry he still is. So Weston works next to me. Over, you know, we're literally probably ten steps away. His office is to the left, mine's to the right. Michael's dad comes What's in the it? office and he walks in. And he goes, "Hey, Weston." And then he just looks at me and continuously walks by. And he, this isn't a joke. He's not doing it to be funny. He's being dead serious. So oh, you did eat an enchilada off his plate, piss Listen, your pants in a strip club at our wedding, get up and make a horrific speech and tell my stepmom to fuck off. So, you know, and don't blame him. announce your penis size during the speech and tell the bride to be his now daughter-in-law that you were going to blow her. And if you guys want to listen to that podcast, it's a couple back. It's a don't miss episode. Yes. Okay, so if you guys follow along on Snapchat, you know I am a huge Blue Apron fan. I feel like it's quick, it's easy, the guy can cook it, he can feel like he did it all, it strokes the ego, it's great, kills 20 birds with one stone. Blue Apron's amazing because they're partnered with 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States, which is amazing because the beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals, just how I like it. Cooking builds strong family bonds, so me and Michael take our big box of Blue Apron in the kitchen, unload it, I make him do everything, and then he feels like he cooked it, so totally creating that bond between us. Some of my favorite meals are the spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage, and yesterday we actually had the burgers, and instead of using the patties, we did bunless burgers, so amazing. You can kind of modify it how you like it. It's affordable, flexible, easy. You will love it. I promise. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash him and her. You guys will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Stroke your man's ego. That is blueapron.com slash him and her. All right. What's the next question, Taylor? Okay. The next one. This is another good one, actually. I like these questions. Okay. Key to total trust in a relationship. Okay. So my friend, Steve, who's one of my best friends, I talk to him every day, says the total key to trust in a relationship is to trust yourself first. And the older I get, the more I feel like that is completely relevant. It's important to trust yourself before you can trust someone else. So I would say that if you're struggling with trust in a relationship, you need to reevaluate if you're trusting yourself. I would start with that, lay that foundation, and then go from there. For me, I think this doesn't just go for a relationship, you know, with a, with a spouse or a partner. I think this goes with a business partner, a friend, any relationship you're going to have. I think a lot of the time, you know, we see so much negativity in the media and on social media and, and all the news platforms and you hear all these 
horror stories about people getting screwed over and how bad the world can be and da 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 da. And we've kind of brushed on this in the past. For me, what I try to do is in a new relationship is always offer 100% trust right out the gate up front. I don't question anybody. I give them my full trust. I offer them full trust. And I think when you do that, and, and to an extent, if after doing that, someone burns you, then you need to make the decision, okay, is this relationship worth keeping or not? And have the conversation like you broke the trust and let's go on. But I think a lot of people go into a relationship with their guard up. And when you go into a relationship with your guard up, it's like, you know, it's like the most, the most suspicious person in the room is always the person that you got to be the most worried about, right? Because that's going to be the person that's going to screw you over the most. So when you're going into a new relationship, offer trust first so that they can reciprocate. I think a lot of times people go in with their guard up and then you're starting a relationship off on a bad foot. So I offer trust first. If you're dating someone shady though, I would remove myself from that because I think trust is really, really important. But this goes in. So like if, if how, what do you mean if you're like, you're going into dating someone shady? No, like if you're in a relationship right now and you do not trust your significant other and they're being shady and they've given you things to be suspicious of and they've cheated on you or they've done something that breaks your trust, I think, and this is my opinion, I don't think it's worth it to invest in the relationship. I think it's a waste of time and energy. Okay. One last thing on that. I think just to sum up what Michael said, even what Lauren said, it, it's, there's a statement that I like and it says trust goes both ways. And what Michael says, you have to trust someone right out of the gate. And usually I don't like it if people don't give you the trust back in the beginning, but it's important to kind of have the balance. I do not trust you to speak at my wedding again. You broke that trust. Yeah. See, that's, you gave me the trust and unfortunately I fumbled the ball. Yeah. So next time I I would just, what you did ask for a, it it in advance and I, I didn't do it. Yeah. So speech wasn't written on Microsoft. Don't think there'll be a next time speech, buddy. I think that's over. Those days are over. And so I just needed that one shot. Okay, let's go. Okay, this is another good one actually too. What is the biggest stereotype you have about people from Boston? Moose knuckles. How did this question get it? Well, yeah, we're going to say everybody in Boston has moose knuckles. No, because our friend Alex is from Boston and we love him and die for him. And he always has this huge like tan caramel colored moose knuckle because he wears khakis. So that's my stereotype. And I wouldn't go and say that everyone from Boston's a bunch of drunks like they get portrayed as. But if I'm basing it off of Alex, aka Moose Knuckle, I would say everyone from Boston's a bunch of drunks. But we're going to travel to Boston, um, I think, at the middle of this year. So February. No, February. I'm sure we'll love it. Soon. So Alex, if you're listening, you've ruined Boston and our perception of Boston until we get there and figure out that not everyone's a bunch of Moose Knuckle having drunks. <laughs> So right. I said one thing about being catfished and you say that I, I'll never find a girlfriend. You guys just called all of Boston drunks. No, I love That's Boston. Alex's fault. And he was actually, you know, there's a podcast that we have called San Tropez. We went and spent time. No, with we'll him do a time. meetup in Boston. We're just joking. Um, we're, we're completely just joking. We're just that's giving just, Alex. Shit. That's just more giving Alex shit. All right. Okay. This is question seven. I'm curious to see if you guys are honest about this. So what is your biggest flaw? Time management. Sometimes I'm not the best listener. You don't say. Um, mine is definitely time management because it affects other people and my not being on time or not managing my time properly, it it needs to get under control. I'm doing a lot of different things like Google calendar, working with Steve, um, trying to get my day under control. Um, each night I kind of sit down and plan my calendar for the night before. So I'm trying. Yeah. Mine's definitely listening. I have a, sometimes I, I cut people off, you know, and sometimes I don't, I don't listen as effectively as I should. And I know that is a definite flaw with me and I'm trying to work on it. You know what? Actually, this podcast has helped me a lot because I agree with that. 
Yeah, because with a podcast, you know, when you're navigating this and it's a weird thing to do, and like I said, Lauren and I have never trained in this type of thing, but you start to learn how to really listen to other people when you're podcasting with them and not just wait to finish for them to stop talking, but to actually sit down and listen and process what they're saying. So it's definitely something I'm working on and something I need to improve upon a lot. We'll get back to you on how it goes, guys. I know that I'm self-aware enough to know that that is definitely my biggest flaw. Good. There's definitely a difference between hearing and listening. I think you do a good job at hearing everything everyone says, but listening is another question. Well, it's like we talked about in the last week, there's a a book I mentioned called Managing Oneself. And it's actually really interesting because part of that book talks about the different types of learners. And they say that there's two types of learners, reading learners and listening learners. So for example, Dwight D. Eisenhower, I'm going in history here with Lauren Loves, was a general during World War II. And he eventually became president. And during the time that he was a general, he would do press conferences and before the press conferences, all of his staff would come and brief him. All his military staff would brief him on the questions that were going to be asked and the things he needed to touch on and the things he needed to inform the, the media about what was going on during the, the war campaign during World War II. And he nailed it. And he was always amazing at doing those interviews and doing those press conferences. And when he became president later, he got his briefings via letter and text and memos. And when he would then go out to the press corps to do his press, he did a terrible job and he would fumble and bumble around and everyone thought he was really bad. But it turns out is that he was a listening learner and not a reading learner. He processed his information by listening and not by, and not by reading. For me, I think I'm the opposite. I think I process a lot of my information by reading and not so much by listening. So while I need to work on listening, it's also, and this is probably why I was a bad student too, because I was a terrible student. I just need to recognize that I'm not the best listener and put extra work into that field of listening. Worky work. And that's a little history for you guys. Thanks, Michael. I agree with both those flaws. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. We, we didn't ask if you Let's agreed. not go down your list of flaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor, what about your flaws? Mm, I don't know. You know, I, it's hard for me to, to judge myself. I usually, I'll leave that to everybody else. Ooh, let's do let's a podcast ask this. How about this? on self-awareness. Let me ask you guys, what's one flaw about me? Well... You pissed yourself at a wedding. That could be a flaw. Your speech giving skills are not the best. What do you think his what do you think his flaws are? Um, I actually don't think he has a ton. No, I don't. I know your number one flaw. What is that? Oh, I I know where you're going with this. What? Literally, Taylor is a trash monster. Yeah. I've never seen more trash and garbage accumulate on one desk in my life. I'm like I'm like the janitor that comes in late at night. And I just find like if I if I'm looking for trash, I just know it's going to be on your desk. There's actually these little he- uh, faces that one of our coworkers cut out and printed, and you can take them and stick them stick my heads on. It's your of, face, yeah, on my. Give me little stickers of your face, and it says, "If you find trash, staple this to to the trash." It's kind of like you catfished yourself. It's funny though. Okay, so the next question: What book do you give as a gift the most? I would say ask Gary V because it's all about social media and that's my business. So it's a really good book to give to people to explain kind of what I do in the influencer space. Um, and I think that they can also utilize it for their own life and their own business. There's three books that I've been gifting a lot lately. Easy one upper. Well, you know, I like to gift books and I like to write little letters on them. I do it every Christmas for everybody. Everyone gets, no, I don't think anybody in the family cares, but I do it anyway. Like literally I think every gift I've given to our family doesn't get read. 
Does anyone, any, does anybody read them? I don't think I so. I feel like we should go and spec next time we're over there. I bet if you went and look at all the books I've gifted, there's like no crease marks and everyone just kind of, it's like, it's like they a probably get re-gifted. So anyways, the, the three books that I always give are first, Managing Oneself by Peter Drucker. Second, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And recently, The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. And Michael and I have been reading it every morning. Um, the Daily Stoic. You read one page a day and it sets the tone of your day. I usually make Michael read it to me. Sometimes he takes notes on it. And it's a good book to just wake up to because you can just read one page and you're done. You guys, I want to tell you about Michael Lauren. (laughs) How ironic is that, right? So Lauren is spelled L-A-U-R-E-N, not Y. And basically, it's a new line of kind of edgy, vampy clothes. Um, You know, think like fitted turtlenecks like off the shoulder tops they also have like cute bell sleeve tops and recently they just sent me this pair of black bell bottoms that's insane i've been wearing it in lots of different ways basically their clothes are perfect if you're headed to a party or even if you're relaxing at home super versatile michael lauren delivers casually chic on-trend options for all occasions and i highly recommend you check them out because we have a special offer for all skinny confidential listeners just go to michaellaurenclothing.com and type in code skinny for 20 percent off your first order plus free u.s shipping free shipping that's michael l-a-u-r-e-n clothing.com with promo code skinny for 20 percent off your first order plus free u.s shipping happy shopping all right let's get creepy taylor this these last two are good i, I actually picked these ones of course you did have you ever faked an orgasm lauren has never faked one with me i'll answer that question wow michael i'm just kidding that's a blanket statement um yeah i have i gotta go i'm busy i got things to do fakey fake let's go hey man i get it we're busy sometimes you gotta get it i actually wasn't always talking about with you i was talking about before you (laughs) there was a time i mean for guys it's a little bit more difficult i'm gonna go down the rabbit hole for a story i have as sad as it is to say admit and i'll admit this on this show faked an orgasm it better not be with me no um or you'll never have an orgasm again I was with someone who will rename nameless and I was in college. Those years sometimes got a little dark and I had a couple drinks and a couple bottles, a couple <laughs> bottles. Yeah. And you know, after a while, sometime like it just becomes a lot of, you know, pumping around. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how to put that a lighter tone. I would say you probably feel like you're one of those guys in the old steamship shoveling coal into a fo- into hot furnace. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good, that's a good analogy. But yes, I had to, I had to get, I had to get out of there and I, sadly I had to, I had to fake it and it was weird. So yes, I faked one. Great. Did they ever find out? I doubt it unless they like stuck I mean, around and pretty convincing because sometimes that I, some orgasms can be quite eruptive. <laughs> eruptive <laughs> is that a word i think it is um Easy yeah i think Vesuvius. i think sometimes you got to do what you got to do you know yeah listen i think everybody's out there probably faked one once in a while yeah sometimes you just got to get out of there you know <laughs> literally there's no, shame in, there's no shame in my game yeah i guess you're right it's it's definitely it happens questions for taylor's exes have you ever faked an orgasm with Taylor? Write us at asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com. Or a better question for Taylor's exes. In Bucks is flooded. Have you ever not faked an orgasm with Taylor? Orgasm. 
uh, I don't know. They, they could all be liars, but no, most uh, all the girls I've dated, I, don't, I think are all good. And I don't think any of them ever lied to me, but surprise, they lied. Yeah, they, dude, everyone. Does. One of them said she was going on a quick trip back to Sweden and packed up the whole house and left. What do you, how do you I think she might have lied once or twice about faking an orgasm. Yeah. What was that a little fib? It's yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. You literally came home and the half half a wing of your house was gone. I thought she was coming back, but oh well. She had 17 pairs of running shoes in one bag. Yeah. I, it's safe to say she faked an orgasm. All right, next question. Okay, question 10. What's the creepiest thing that, that's ever happened to you on a date? Lauren? The creepiest thing that's ever happened to me on a date. Um, this wasn't on a date, but it was with a guy, and I actually told this on the Bitch Bible podcast. One time I was moving, and my ex-boyfriend showed up and hid in the back of the moving truck on the way to the other house. So... We were moving from one house to the other house and he got in the back of the moving truck, hid with all my stuff and my possessions. And when we arrived to the other house, he popped out of the truck. Um, I don't know how he got in the truck. Super wait, wait, creepy. Wait, 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 wait. So he's, you have a U-Haul truck. I'm at one location with a U-Haul truck and moving guys. And he dove into the back of the U-Haul truck? Hid behind my hutch. It was like a pink hutch. He hid behind it, squatted down. And when we opened the trunk, he popped out. What and if you just like parked the car in the garage and like left it there for a week? You know, <laughs> yeah, what if you, what if you like didn't open? The, so he was in the back part. And so what did he do when you when, when he you, popped out? He had a love note and flowers. I said, probably not this time, buddy. What if you just opened it? There's just a corpse. Wow, that is. I don't think I can top that. Uh, I don't That's really have that many. Creepy. I have so many stories like that. I feel like I should do a whole podcast called Creepers. So I don't think I have something to top that i don't have anybody diving out of moving vans and hiding behind my furniture you have some pretty crazy stories the wildest thing that i ever saw it didn't really happen on a date it happened after i was dating someone for a little while and um we broke up or at least i thought we did and she who will remain nameless again showed up at my condo and was drinking red wine we all lived in like one of these like big, you know, like those college, like apartment communities. So she lived in the same community and I was in the, in the house with my friends and she showed up with a red wine glass and I kind of told her like, listen, sorry, it's over. And she bit through the wine glass. Was there blood? And when I say she bit through the wine glass, she was chewing this thing. Like she was having a couple pretzels. That's so cool. I wish I did that to my ex-boyfriend. And there was blood in the mouth and did she chew it all? And you know what? I got back together with her. No, you didn't. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> you hooked up with her that night. No, I didn't. It was over. But I just, it'd been cooler if I did get back together with her and was like, that's a whole thing. As a matter of fact, it was Lauren Everts. No, it wasn't. Did you make her buy you a new wine glass? It was Lauren. I haven't done that many psycho things to you. Okay, Taylor, what about, what about you? Man? I actually pull out I, your I, creepy book of tricks. So I've actually, I, it's very rare that any girl's done anything creepy to me or I've just forgotten about it. But you guys trump me on that but i've done something that at the time i didn't think was creepy and it ended up being very creepy so there was a girl that i dated in high school and she had three little turtles and they died something happened i think the dogs ate them or something and i felt really bad so i went to michael's and i bought a like a canvas a pretty large canvas and i took a picture of her and i penciled i actually got a crayola uh uh, coloring pencils and I, I did a portrait of her face and I did I drew three turtles Each wait a minute one are you telling like you're the creep in the story yes 
Oh my god! So I drew these three turtles around her face. It was it, it was kind of like a mural of Jesus, except for it was her with three turtles, three dead turtles. Yeah, but they were alive in the photo. So Ooh. it was it was to, it was to make her because they were her pets. Time out! Time out! Did you? <laughs> I need to, I need to, I I need to answer this. I need this answered. Did you draw the turtles? like ninja turtle style turtles like no, no, these are, or did you draw them like actual like no, these are actual turtles. ugly turtles yeah like the actual turtles like little tiny turtles so i i spent all this time i i want to say it took me two days and i knew she was upset about it so I, I drove to her and we were dating so this was normal or it felt normal and i gave it to her and i said here you go here is your present i know it's i know you're going through a hard time here and i remember her face looking at it going uh thank you oh my god it's so nice I swear to God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You drew you. You gave her a gift that you worked on for two days of her with her three dead turtles. Wait, I need to. I need to know how these turtles. Did you draw like just the turtles' faces, or did you draw the no, whole like bodies the whole, in the shell? Like the whole bodies. It was her head with one above her head, one to the left. And just one to the when right. you think you can't get creepier, surprise. You no, can. So now if this girl listens, which I'm sure she doesn't. But if she does, if I would literally. He would pay big bucks. I would pay big dollars to get my hands on this turtle thing, and I would blow it. I would blow it up, and that's what would go above your desk. I'm sure it's in the trash. If, I think she did throw it in the if trash. If anybody has this turtle picture, I will literally like. I will hire you. I will pay you. I will. We'll buy you my, new turtles. My new best friend. You'll, I'll take you to dinner for a month. I need to get my hands on this thing. You know what's what, what I thought? So it, it, in hindsight, I remember thinking about, it didn't work out. Of course, I, I thought to myself, listen. I think it might have been the turtle portrait. Shocking. So I'm never drawing any photos for anybody ever again. All right. If you guys like these rapid fire questions, we will do another episode like this in the next couple months. Send in your questions to podcast at the skinny confidential.com. I'm actually going to work on an opt-in form right on that page. So you don't have to email. You can actually just go on the podcast page and just put your username that you want or your social handle or your name and just submit a question right there on the podcast site. Love it. All right, before we go, we just want to take a minute to thank the amazing sponsors, the listeners, the readers for supporting the podcast and the Skinny Confidential. You guys are what keeps the show growing and you give us the confidence to keep going. Uh, We really appreciate your support and we will do our best to bring you guys tons of entertainment on a weekly basis for free. On that note, remember to send in your questions and we will see you next week with a super fun guest. Very excited about this. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.